Hello, and welcome to Sim Radio here on the Sisters in Music Network. It's Monday Music Madness, and you're tuned in to Mixing It with Nikki Chris. This is Nikki, and in case you don't know anything about me, I'm a singer-songwriter from Raleigh, North Carolina. My show celebrates women in the music and entertainment industry, providing an avenue for them to showcase their talents. Our motto, sisters in music, together we are stronger. My guest today is a multicultural singer-songwriter, musician, dancer, painter, makeup artist, and visual performance artist based in Raleigh, North Carolina. Despite her young age, she feels she was born to create music and has been recording her ideas since she could first hold a microphone and hit the record on a computer. Her two releases, Wildfire and Everything and Nothing, are the initial singles in what will become her first album, all launched before she even graduates high school. Please join me in welcoming the awesome Kira Takei. Yay, welcome. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm very excited to have you on the show today. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. After listening to your music and, and hearing a lot about you, I'm very excited to share you with everyone. So we're going to get right into it. All right. How did music become such a big part of your life and when did it? manifest really into something Mm -hmm. that you wanted to pursue oh gosh well music has always been in my life because my dad just he plays guitar like crazy he like whenever he isn't working he's either cooking or playing guitar (laughs) so it's always kind of been something that's been in my life and I think when I was seven is when I got signed up for guitar lessons and then since then I've done like band programs and stuff like that but I think when I really kind of realized that this is what I want to do was probably like sixth grade, I think, because I've, I, I like writing music. I've always loved writing music and I've always, I've always loved the experience of writing music and it's like music. It's so fun. But in sixth grade, I think that's when I realized that I could do it as a career and I could do it professionally. And this is something that I literally could be doing, which is great. Yeah. So I think it's kind of in sixth grade is when it started right. to manifest. <laughs> as, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Excellent. And I know, obviously you have more than just musical talents. Mm -hmm. You're a dancer, amongst other things. I mean, how did that become such a big Mm -hmm. part of your life? Well, dance, it's... My household has really, really seen the value in the arts, which I'm so thankful for and beyond grateful for that. And we've been in dance lessons, like, ever since we were, like, super, super tiny, just because it's like, oh, let's do dance. And they're like, okay. (laughs) So all of my sisters, I have two sisters, we've all danced. And it's always been in my life, like, ever since, like I said, like, ever since I was little. I think kind of around the same time, like, in middle school, when I started kind of competing dance a little more competitively is when I again, realized, like, I could do this for a living, and I love doing this, and this brings me so much joy, and it's over the past probably couple years, I've been, I'm in a pre-professional program at my dance studio, CC Co. Dance Complex, and I'm in the core company this year, which has been great, because it's, like, a really in-depth dive to, like, the industry, and, like, classes and everything, and it's, like, just bringing out more of what I love in dance, not only, like, professionally, but also what it is for me emotionally. Oh, that's excellent. Dance and music obviously go together. Mm -hmm. Which is great. <laughs> do you think you're going to have to pick one or the other at some point in time? Um, or do you always see yourself maybe doing both and mm-hmm. encompassing the two of them in, in mm-hmm. what you do? 
I think it's, I think I have to do both. <laughs> like, I don't think I can leave, like, necessarily leave one behind. But I would love to lead with music. And, because it's, I think it's hard to be a musician or be a dancer. I mean, there's a lot of, like, different pathways that could go. Then music, there's a lot of opportunities to dance. And I would, like, I would love to do music, but have dance within it. Yeah, and there's a lot, especially when... Like if you're doing a performance, mm-hmm. the fact that you can dance and that you do have dance in your repertoire or in your bag of tricks, so to speak, actually gives you a lot more opportunity from like stage presence, stage mm-hmm. performance and things like that and putting together shows versus just like a concert. Mm-hmm. So it's actually very, very good. I'm jealous because <laughs> I can't dance. <laughs> I can dance, but you know, probably nowhere near <laughs> the way that you can dance. But anyway... How are the different areas of your creativity related? Because, not okay, we said you dance, you do music, but you paint, Mm -hmm. and you're a makeup artist, Mm -hmm. which is really, really cool. Thank you. So how do they all relate in creatively expressing yourself? Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, it's just so natural for me to be 100% honest, and it's like the most intuitive way for me to express myself, and... You know, with having music in my life and then having dance and then, you know, everyone knows what painting is. I'm like, oh, well, I dance and do music. Let's just try out some paint. I'm like, oh, this is so fun. This is great. And then let me just paint on my face. And that's kind of like what makeup is to me. So all of it is, it's just like such an intuitive and natural way of expression. And it's something I'm so, so grateful for. Yeah, all of it's connected because it's kind of all coming from me and it's all just the way that I communicate kind of. Do you actually do, like, makeup for other people and things like that? Like, do your girlfriends are all like, oh, you know, we're going out. Do our face for us. (laughs) I have before. I have before. And, yeah, I would love to, like, be, like, try out being a makeup artist for a little bit. Kind of as, like, a side hustle. (laughs) I will keep that in mind because I'm always looking for a good makeup person. I'm actually going to the Grammys next week and somebody asked me. They're like, are you getting your hair and makeup done? And I'm like going... Well, no, because Glam Squad doesn't service Vegas, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of stuck, because mm-hmm. that's who I, I've used in the past, and then I also know a makeup mm-hmm. artist in the Los Angeles area where the Grammys normally is, and I'm just, like, going bummed, because I'm like, I have to do my own makeup this time. Mm-hmm. kind of stinks, so, you know? <laughs> I'm oh, here. it's good to know some Bob. Just fly out to Vegas for Perfect. the day, so you can do my makeup in the morning. Awesome. Lots of artistic ability, things like that, but obviously you were influenced by somebody. So going Mm -hmm. back, focusing on music, who were some of your musical influences that you draw from? I've thought a lot about this question, just sort of like, you know, when we're in the studio, like Kevin McNoldy and I, we always kind of reflect back on, oh, like this is is this, but then also this person takes inspiration from this person like 10 years ago and so on and so on and so on. And I've kind of been reflecting on that a lot. And of course I have like influences that are present right now but then also I find myself taking inspiration from like a random song I listened to in sixth grade so I think all of it all of the music that I've loved and been inspired by still inspires me to this day because it's all kind of still a part of me and it's all part of my history but right now presently I'd say Lord definitely love her so much Billie Eilish obviously because it's Billie (laughs) and I'd say Troye Sivan Ooh, that's not a name that I'm familiar with. Really? <laughs> Troy Savon. Troy Savon. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll have to look that one up because that's... A, sometimes I love talking to other artists and other songwriters because mm-hmm. it's very interesting 
to hear who their influences are. And a lot of times it's like, yeah, that's a really great mm-hmm. one. And, and they've probably impacted me too. But every now and then somebody throws me out a nugget <laughs> where I'm like, oh my God, I've never heard of this person. Mm-hmm. And then I go and I actually do the research mm-hmm. and, and say, oh, well, now I see why they're an influence. So it's right. really cool. So I love, I love little nuggets. <laughs> really, really great. All right. Perfect spot to share one of the songs with our listeners, with everyone. Please tell me a little bit about and tell our listeners about mm-hmm. Wildfire, mm-hmm. which is your first single. How did you write it? Where mm-hmm. did it come from? Because it's my understanding it has a very unique journey. <laughs> yes, the journey and the birth of Wildfire. I remember it pretty vividly, kind of putting the pieces together. It started when I first kind of figured out how to use Logic on my computer, and I just had like whatever microphone my dad used like years ago when he like to make music at home and I remember just like experimenting and just honestly having fun this song was really really an experiment to be 100% honest and that's fun because I didn't go in with a set intention or a set view on anything which is great it's just great it can be bad sometimes because it gets you off track but for this instance it was really really healthy for the just the whole creation of this and as I was you know figuring out like piano and figuring out the little things I was kind of like hearing within the notes, kind of like, I want this to be a story, I think, and I want it to be very visual within the lyrics. And at the time, I remember it was like dark outside, and there's like a street right outside my house, and I was like, okay, I was just kind of coming up with like some images, and I'm like, okay, like, what if it's like dark, and I'm just like running down it, and I'm just like so upset with the universe, I'm just screaming and having this big release of emotion. I'm like, that's this song, like, that has to be this. So all of it came together pretty intuitively and pretty uh, naturally, which is great, and it was just a experiment and it I recorded like a little demo version on Logic and then I met Kevin which has been incredible absolutely incredible I've never had someone in my life that's been like a music mentor because I've never taken like like it's gonna sound unprofessional but I've never taken like vocal lessons or music theory or anything and so I've never had someone to kind that's like a mentor in that sense and that's been kind of weird because I don't really have like I can play it for my parents but it's like parents are gonna be like oh that's great even if I intentionally like make it bad (laughs) so it's been incredible working with him and him just like really really seeing what I'm doing and partnering me in that it's been an incredible experience and through working with him it's been it's turned into this like beautiful thing that I'm just so grateful for and so proud of excellent (laughs) we're gonna play this for everyone here is wildfire by Kira Takei How do I know if life's designed or destined? Am I still here to give or learn a lesson? Days go by and I only see myself at night. I cut my hair and burn my clothes on someone. Only I know
really blown away when I listen to this one because it always amazes me when I listen to music from the younger generation, if you will, because obviously I'm not, you know, I'm not 25, but <laughs> at the same point in time, it's very interesting to me because I get very, very frustrated, at least myself, listening to songs on the radio because they're all the same. Mm-hmm. They're very cookie cutter, if you will, um, especially certain genres. So one of the things that I really like about both of your songs, actually, but this one in particular is because it is very, very different and I really, really enjoyed it. And the other thing that I heard a little bit of, I hear Ruth B in your voice, especially in the beginning of this song, reminded me almost immediately of her, which is really cool because I love her. So, (laughs) excellent, excellent work done on that. And the fact that you and Kevin were able to take a lot of what you recorded at home initially and incorporate and keep that in the song is Mm -hmm. also fantastic. And I agree. He's, he's a wonderful, wonderful mentor Mm -hmm. and an individual to work with, which is why I work with him too. So anyway, (laughs) it is what it is, right? (laughs) All right. Let's switch gears just a little bit. Uh, talk about your homeschooled. Mm-hmm. And I believe that one of the reasons why uh, your parents decided to do that was to enable you to travel, mm-hmm. experience different cultures, and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So how has that mm-hmm. influenced your creativity? Because obviously it's very different than going to regular traditional school mm-hmm. and maybe taking a vacation once right. a year. You know, So you had a little bit different upbringing mm-hmm. in that regard. So how did that influence your creativity? Mm-hmm. And then also it probably has made you more independent mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, totally. Being home educated is something I'm so grateful for. And I remember when my mom first told my sisters and I, she like took us to Starbucks because she thought it was going to be like a fun thing. And she was like, we're going to start homeschooling. And we all started like crying. We're like, we don't want to leave our friends. But it's It was such a good decision. It was such a good decision. And yeah, we are home. We're homeschooling, which is so fun. And that really does enable us to have time at home and time, just time, which is such a gift. It's such, such, such a gift. And being able to go out of the country to places that are like dreams to go to, like just absolute dreams and being able to do it with my family brings my family closer. It brings myself closer, honestly, myself, because going through like foreign countries and everything, it's an experience that you have with your family, but it's an experience that you have like for yourself a hundred percent. And it's just crazy to like think that like, you know, I've written this, like I always bring a notepad, I always bring a pencil wherever I go because you never know when inspiration's going to hit. But you know, I've written songs in Paris and I've written songs in Iceland and it's like, what? That's such an amazing sentence to be able to say. It's something I'm so grateful for. But having all of those different lenses and having all of just being able to see all those different cultures and all those different, you know, feelings and like tension and just everything. It opens so many more opportunities for writing from a different place and writing from a different world, honestly, because Paris is a different world from Raleigh, North Carolina. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely has influenced my songwriting because sometimes I'll be writing a song. I'm like, I want this to sound like what London sounded like or what it felt like. And yeah, all of it just connects to everything. (laughs) I mean, you're absolutely correct because I I, I travel frequently and, you know, it's very interesting 
and you were just saying, oh, I wrote a song in, in Paris or I wrote a song, you know, in here. I actually just think I was recently in Lithuania, which is mm-hmm. very, very close to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, oh, well, that song that I was trying to find lyrics for, well, I could probably pull from that, right. you know, cultural aspect and things like that. So I could definitely see where that would mm-hmm. have a significant impact on creativity. So mm-hmm. applaud your parents for, mm-hmm. you know, taking that step and, and allowing you that opportunity because, you know, my, I have two boys and they went to regular school and it is hard to, mm-hmm. you know, and time is mm-hmm. precious. So the fact that you have the ability to do your school, but then also have the ability to kind of, you know, explore other things mm-hmm. and do it anywhere. Right. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Love it. <laughs> and speaking of your parents and your family, so now that we've, we've kind of gotten mm-hmm. into that, that topic, you do live in a multi-generational household. Mm-hmm. How has being closely tied to your extended family also influenced mm-hmm. your creativity? Because I'm sure that that probably brings a total, yeah. you know, different, unique perspective. Mm-hmm. Totally. Living with my extended family, it's it's fun. <laughs> it's good. It, it's, I, it's, an ex- it's something that I wouldn't take away for anything and I love being able to go outside and just like seeing my uncle just like walking across the deck or whatever and hey like that's my uncle like some people don't get to see their uncles and that's something I'm just so grateful for and living with all these different personalities and like perspectives and people with opinions it's great because I think a lot of times we're so like used to what we know and like what we know is what we know and this is the right way and I think living with so many different people really like pushes myself to look at different perspectives and look at different opinions and to hold space for different opinions and to take what speaks to me, you know, take, don't take what doesn't. So it's opened like kind of similar to traveling. It's opened new perspectives and new influences into songwriting, into creating, into just everyday living. Excellent. I love that because it's unique, unfortunately, (laughs) in today's society, to actually have a multi-generational household. Mm -hmm. It is not common. At least I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of the people that I know, they don't live with multi-generations in their household. Mm -hmm. So I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. (laughs) All right. Great place to take a short break from a word from one of our partners in podcasting. We're going to hear from Tim from Front Range Radio. We'll be right back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris here on Sim Radio. Front Range Radio, playing a variety of indie music, a 24-7 music festival for your ears. You can find Front Range Radio at frontrangeradio.net. And we're back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris on the Sim Radio Network. And my guest, Kira Takei. Yeah, we have to clap on that because I've been struggling with her name, so I'm excited that I actually got it right. So before we talk more about your music, you experience music differently than most people, so I do want to talk a little bit about uh, something that you do have, which is called synesthesia, which means you see colors when you hear Mm -hmm. music, correct? Um, how has this influenced your songwriting? And obviously, it's a completely different, unique perspective. Mm-hmm. So how does it work when you're like in the studio and when you're trying to explain 
what you hear in an arrangement or mix. Mm -hmm. I guess tell us a little bit about what you experience Mm -hmm. and then and how you actually use it to your advantage. Well, hearing music, it's definitely a degree of synesthesia, but that specifically is called chromesthesia, which I do have. But I also do have synesthesia as well, which is basically like everything has a color, like days of the week have a number, days of the week have a color, like numbers are colors, their textures or sounds or tastes, like everything is connected to everything, which is fun. It's also overwhelming sometimes <laughs> because when I go in to create a song, I have like, some, I mean, obviously songs come from many different places. They can start many different ways, but for me, they always have a color. They always have like a texture. Sometimes they have like a visual. They have, yeah, they just have all of these different elements that I try to execute into a song. And that's difficult when writing. It's difficult when coming up with, you know, a demo or just a song concept or idea because it's so many things to take into consideration, so many things to get right because it can taste right, it can like feel right, it can look right, but then it doesn't like, it doesn't have the right color and it's like, "Mm, how can we fix that? So it's an experience that I'm very grateful for and I wouldn't have it any other way because it, it does enhance my intention and my care for what I do and for how I do it. And being in the studio with that is fun. (laughs) It's difficult to communicate sometimes because I'm like, how do you not, it's like literally like blue. Like how do you, it's kind of frustrating just to like, it's not, you don't understand that. (laughs) But Kevin is extremely understanding and he's, you know, he tries to understand, which is, I'm beyond grateful for that. And he's not like, shut up, that's weird. (laughs) And you know, some things like, I remember when we were working on Wildfire, there were like a couple noises that sounded like a lighthouse and just the way that it, the light goes around. I'm like, that's just what it sounds like. And he's like, okay, sure. <laughs> so going into the studio with that, it's honestly, it's difficult sometimes and it's frustrating, but having someone that I work with that's so understanding makes it like 10 times better. And when you have someone that understands that, like we're both trying to make the song the best we can from two different approaches so when we both try to understand each other's approach it just is so good and it feels so intentional and feels so powerful it feels like a driving force that we're able to then create and really fine-tune all of these different details of a song it sounds like a phenomenal experience basically it's 7 by 24 for you right so um and and i do agree i mean kevin though I'm not as well-versed as you are, but, you know, I'm like, no, it needs to sound like this. Here, this, this. This is what I want it to sound like. Um, And he is very understanding, and I can definitely see him wanting to understand what you're actually Mm -hmm. hearing or seeing and correlate that into sound Mm -hmm. and what things sound like. So it's it's a very unique way Mm -hmm. to create music. And I think it definitely suits the type of music. It's actually very interesting that we talked about it because knowing that and then listening to the music, I can actually almost visualize like, okay, maybe she, I actually then take it Mm -hmm. as, okay, well, what color was she actually (laughs) seeing when this came out? Right. Mm -hmm. So I try and correlate it to that. But Mm -hmm. anyway, that's just me. That's just me. So let's talk about everything and nothing. Mm -hmm. How did you first write it? Where did it come from? And any song or arrangement notes that you Mm want to 
throw out there about this one. This song, while we were recording it, and like like the finalized version of recording it here in the studio, I was reflecting on the lyrics. So I'm like, this is so dramatic. <laughs> and part of me was like, oh my god, like everything and nothing. That's a that's a lot of and it's not a lot of things. And kind of, ref- I wrote this song a couple years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. But and I had this conversation with Kevin and with my dad. I'm like. It's, I was hesitant to kind of continue with this song because it's no longer like how I kind of view life in a way and it's not how I feel about life in a way and it's just sort of, I think I value change and evolution so much and it's kind of difficult to look back on previous songs and knowing that this song is going to be like out there and be, and that just knowing that that reflects me even though it reflects who I was and I remember when I was writing it, I was in kind of like a tough space and I really was going through like the pandemic and everything kind of hit hard, especially because even though I didn't go to school, which I'm kind of grateful for because I didn't have to deal with the the Zoom mess that was that, <laughs> it was still strange not to go to dance. And like dance is such like an experience for your whole body, like for your mind, your heart and your soul, like you're doing it with your entire being. It was weird not to have that and like not to see my friends, not to have these experiences. So I was reflecting a lot on kind of like what not like what's the meaning of life, but all of these different elements that I took for granted and all these different elements that meant a lot to me and that I kind of don't have anymore. And trying to put that into a song and look, looking back on it, even though that's not, we're not where the pandemic was when I wrote it, it's where it was when I wrote it, you know? And I'm sure people can relate to that now, even though I not I may not be able to. And I think that song really reflects and reminds me how beautiful music can be as far as like a time capsule and relatability. And I completely agree. And actually it's interesting that you said before we put it on, you know, you were a little bit worried about putting it out because it it doesn't reflect where you are today, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times with songwriters you do draw on inspiration from other times or you happen to write a song at a particular period in time that may not necessarily showcase or put you in a situation where, yeah, this is how I feel like today, but exactly what you said. This is what I was feeling like then. Mm -hmm. And that song in particular actually is one that the lyrics could be anybody that's listening to it they could be like wow you know this is how I was feeling last week Mm -hmm. right they're very universal so even though you were taking it from pandemic land Mm -hmm. if you will and a lot of us have written some pandemic land songs trust me (laughs) pandemic land songs pandemic land I don't know that's not even a word but whatever pandemic land um new series you know it it is a song that potentially could somebody would be listening to it and be like, yeah, that's, you know, I can definitely relate to that regardless. And they may not even realize it was written during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I think you did a very, very good job with that. And you should never be concerned about putting something out that might be old Mm -hmm. or doesn't really necessarily reflect where you are at that point in time because it's still relevant. Mm -hmm. It's definitely still relevant. So before I do play it, though, one of the things that I ask all of my songwriters that come on the show, this is one of my standard questions (laughs) that I ask. Love it. Do you have any songwriting tips or tricks Mm -hmm. that you would like to share? Mm -hmm. 
<sighs> well, I'm just going to say on experience, I've been writing music since I think I was 13, so that's three, four, five, six, seven, three, four, five, six, seven, four years now. Hopefully my math is correct. Yeah. And I have those audio files from three years ago, and I have them on my phone, and I listen back to them like, ooh, all right. But that also showcases a lot of growth and evolution. Like I said, something I really, really value. And I think don't put pressure to write the best thing ever written because you're probably never going to. And as long as you feel comfortable with it and you feel confident in it, like that's all that matters. And just letting it happen naturally, you're, it's, you're not going to write a song like someone who's been writing music for 20 years. Like that's just not, that's just not going to happen because writing music is an experience and it's a work and it's a process and it's something that you need to cater and kind of figure out for yourself to find your writing voice, 100% finding your writing voice. It takes time and it takes experience and it takes patience. But if you love it, stick with it. Promise, stick. I promise you stick with it. And even, even with everything and nothing, I don't necessarily write like that anymore, but being able to reflect on growth and being able to reflect kind of what we just talked about, like that's where I was. And that's okay. That's great. That's beautiful. Just, I think, let it happen and stick with it and be passionate about it and be patient with it. Excellent. Very, very good advice. And one of the reasons why I asked that question is because as a songwriter, you're continuously learning. And I actually, and it's a selfish ask because <laughs> as a songwriter, I'm always looking for, oh, what does this person do? Mm -hmm. Could I pick something up from this person? So one of the reasons why I actually do ask that question is what can I learn mm -hmm. from you, even though I've been writing songs for umpteen years, right? Mm -hmm. So it is a continuous learning process. So that's very, very good advice. All right. Well, we are now going to play Everything and Nothing. So here it is by Kira Takei. I traveled the world, held the seas in my hand, heard the movement, worship on the sand, and
Like I said, I really, really enjoyed this one as well. To me, it has more of a like a poppy flavor to mm-hmm. it than the other one that we listened to. Wildflower is very, very much to me like my alternative junkie self. <laughs> I'm just, I love the, the way that there's different rhythmic mm-hmm. aspects. There's different time aspects and all of that in it. Out of the two, <laughs> that would be my favorite. They're both awesome, but out of the two, that would be my favorite. Just because it is so different. Very, very much enjoy that. Thank okay. You. Before we run out of time, your first two singles are leading to a full album. Mm-hmm. Yay. Can't wait. And more songs are currently being written yeah. and co-written. Always. Always. Absolutely. And even though you're working with a seasoned producer engineer mm-hmm. like Mr. McNulty, you have a very specific vision for all of your songs. And mm-hmm. these two in particular, which are 100% written and created by you. Mm-hmm. So that's Totally awesome. At 17, though, I mean, it's, you know, where did that maturity come from? Mm -hmm. Because it's not something that you would expect Mm -hmm. from someone your age. So where does that come from and what guides you in knowing what you want musically? That's a phenomenal question. Honestly, I have a very close relationship with my dad. And my dad is the type to always question everything, which is great. Which is great. It's frustrating sometimes, but it's great. It's great. It's given me a whole new outlook on life, honestly, and being that close with him and just him being like one of my best friends, honestly, he's opened me up to a whole universe, like just a whole different way to see the universe and life and how I think and how I feel and why I feel and how I think. So I owe a lot of my like maturity to my dad because he's just taught me lessons that are going to stay with me forever and I'm just interested in everything he has to say and every way that he looks at the universe. And I think I'm just ready for it. I think some people maybe aren't ready for that at 17, but 
I don't know. I was, and I'm welcome it with open arms. That's excellent. Well, after meeting your dad in person, I could definitely see because he is very, very proud of you, just even from his expressions and, you know, and how he addresses you. And I think that's absolutely fantastic that you have that type of relationship. So giving dad kudos. Mm -hmm. Before we sign off, anything else you would like to share with our listeners? Do you have a release date for the album potentially? You know, where can they find you on social media? I know you have a YouTube channel mm-hmm. that has a ton of videos on it. <laughs> Tell us all about that. Before I answer that, I feel like there was a like a part two to the last question that I totally didn't answer. Yes, there actually was. What guides you in knowing what you want musically? Honestly, I think having just all of the experiences that I've had from traveling, from living with my family, from being home educated, it's built me into a very independent person. And I think being an artistic independent person having synesthesia and being an independent artistic person, it all comes together to just create a clear vision and a clear intention and clear drive for what I want to do and how I want to execute it. Excellent. And I think you're a very, very unique individual because of that. Thank you. (laughs) 110%. All right. So going back now to our... Social media question, where can they find you? What's coming down the pipe? performances Mm -hmm. when can we expect the album (laughs) give us the nitty-gritty well i unfortunately don't have a set release date for the album yet but both of the songs are released now and you can find them via links on my website if you just google carrot to k everything should come up and all of my social media links are there on the website. Check it out. There's some information about my dancing, just some bio things. All of my information will be there. Awesome. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel because she does have some covers that I have listened to and watched. They're absolutely fantastic. You can also find that link out on her website as well. Be sure to do that. Subscribe. Follow on Spotify. Definitely have to give you massive props thoroughly thoroughly impressed you are a wonderful wonderful young lady and i'm looking forward to seeing how you continue to grow and progress in this wonderful music world or dance world or combination of both (laughs) and all that stuff so i'm excited so for now thank you so much thank you for joining me it's been an absolute pleasure Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Mixin' It. On behalf of everyone at Sim Radio, this is Nikki Chris. Until next time, keep on mixing it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 